Let's have a little chat about how you can hack your client's offers to make more sales. Now, this is something that I've learned from working with various A-list copywriters. Um, it's, it's really the difference in how novices and pros approach the offer when they're presented with a new project, a new client opportunity. So uh, for novice copywriters, for newer copywriters, for copywriters who haven't really made it to this level yet of understanding how critical the offer is to creating conversions, they often feel like the offer is set in stone. So the client comes to you, they says, I'd, I'd like you to write this, um, I'd like you to write this promotion around this particular offer, here it is. And the copywriter says, okay, um, it is what it is, I'll write this, you know, I'll sell this offer the best way I can figure out how. For pros, for A-list copyright, for the top copywriters in direct response and conversion copywriting, the offer is really just the beginning. The offer at the beginning of the project is, it's their starting point, right? And the offer is always subject to change. It's always subject to amendment. It's even subject to complete recreation, re-innovation. Uh, I've worked on projects where I say, nope, like this isn't gonna sell how it is. Let's completely reinvent this offer before we even dive in. And so that's what I wanna talk to you about today. If you're a copywriter, if you're a direct response marketer who would benefit from better copywriting, better marketing, better entrepreneurial strategy, make sure you like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, before we really get into this episode, uh, today's episode is sponsored by me. I, I want you to check out the first link in the description to my Irresistible Offers training. Now, if you want to make dramatically more money as a copywriter, as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, you should know that your offer makes up yeah, probably about 40% of the success of your total campaign. So there's an old rule from, from direct mail, direct marketing, getting the right audience gets you 40% of the way to success. Getting the right offer for that audience gets you 80% of the way to success. And only after those two things are accomplished do you start to think about the creative, the actual words that you're putting out there into the marketplace, the way you're presenting at the sales pitch. And that's the final 20% of success. And so nailing that offer is absolutely critical, especially when you consider offer to market match. That's 80% of your success. My Irresistible Offers training, which is the first link in the description, will go deep into offers with you and help you create offers that match your audience and are completely irresistible to them. Check that link out. Let's talk about how A-list financial copywriters almost always write winners. That's This is like really the inspiration for this lesson, this episode today. So when I got into copywriting for the investment newsletter publishers, um, you know, I be dealing with these projects where my job was to sell an investment newsletter. And what you quickly discover is that nobody really needs or wants another investment newsletter. Okay, yeah, uh, they're always looking for great investment opportunities. They're looking for people who have consistently good investment advice, who they like to follow, all of that, but they don't need to subscribe to another, you know, $49, $69, $79, $99, or at the high end, uh, you know, 
1999, $2,999 per year investment newsletter. They, they don't need all of these different newsletters. And yet people consistently are signing up for them because, because, because they're looking for the next great investment opportunity. And if you're an investor who has a decent amount of money, spending a couple grand on an investment newsletter that gives you a uh, an investment that could go up by double, triple, quadruple, whatever, well, there's there's good justification for that. There's good ROI if you have winning investments. So how do you sell this stuff when people don't need to sign up for another investment newsletter? Well, um, what typically happens is, is you start by working with the editor and you have a discussion with them. You find investment themes that they're excited about. Where is the market going right now? Where do they see it going next? What, what different investment opportunities are emerging from the marketplace? What are they interested in uh, promoting? Are they interested in talking about? And usually, if you look at any of their public work, this is not out there yet. This is like the next big thing, the next big thing, the next big thing, right? And so you're talking to them about what these different investment themes are that they may have specific recommendations tied to. And then you tie that to your own research, to your own big ideas that you're coming up with or market stories that you're coming up with. So you may find that everybody's getting excited about one particular segment of the technology market, or you may find that everybody's getting excited about, I don't know, crypto, or you may find that everybody's getting excited about income today, or you may find that everybody's like, it changes with the market and it's constantly changing and trends will rise and fall over the course of a few months, maybe a couple of years. But what you're looking to do is you take what the editor is excited about and you tie it to what you're finding as trends in the marketplace, right? And then you dialogue with the editor to find a specific recommendation or set of recommendations that they are prepared to make in terms of specific investable ideas. And then you have a recommendation, like you have a company, right? And yes, there are different types of promos. Uh, this one that I'm walking you through at this point is really the process for a like a single stock promo where it's, hey, this is the investment opportunity you need to go after. It's this new like development, whatever in the marketplace and technology. And, um, and it's creating this incredible opportunity for this company who's at the center of this trend, right? So we found a recommendation, right? And then you build your entire promotion around that recommendation. You get that person excited about that one recommendation. And when you have really established what the driving narrative is for that promotion, the editor or a member of the editorial staff will take the recommendation and the different factors that you're going to be talking about in your promotion, and they will create the report on that investment opportunity from there. And you end up, as the financial copywriter, you end up selling that report as like the first thing that people are buying into when they go through your selling message. And the way that they get that report is by signing up for a subscription to the newsletter. So um, what you're doing essentially is you're shifting the offer that you're selling. So you're no longer selling that investment newsletter, you're selling the report and the investment newsletter is part of the deliverables. Oftentimes the investment newsletter is gonna be the place where they will exclusively provide updates on the opportunity as it shifts, as market forces move, right? And 
that's one example of the many ways that top copywriters find their hook. You, as a copywriter, can find your hook and build your offer to suit the hook, the message, the story that you want to put out there. So that, like the financial copywriters example, you just look for, okay, what's the biggest benefit? What's the most exciting thing? What's the best story? What's the thing that's the most appealing to your market? Right? And you go from that point, you, you identify the story that you want to tell and you identify how you want to present that story and all the benefits you want to focus on and you, you, you identify that narrative. And then when you have that narrative built, you create your offer, you hack your offer, you change your offer, you adapt your offer to match that. So in some industries, this could be uh, it could be adding information on top of a physical product. It could be adding additional information on top of um, on top of information that's already there. It could be adding immediate delivery information on top of a promise of later delivery information. It could be like there's there's a million ways that you can approach this, right? But the whole point is that you are constantly like looking as the copywriter, you're looking for what can I deliver? What can I promise in my selling message that is going to be the most appealing way to get into maybe what the bigger offer is that the client's trying to, to make. And so they come to me with their equivalent of whatever that investment newsletter is, right? And I say, what can we put in front of that? What can we put as the first uh, as like the, the entryway, the foyer to this greater offer, right? That is going to be the thing that the, that's, that's going to give the prospects the most wow factor, the customers the most wow factor when they sign up, when they buy. And how can I make that exciting in my marketing? And so I have a couple tips around this. One big tip is to focus your offer on getting quick results. So something like a quick start guide, uh, remembering we often buy things because we believe we're going to get the result fast, easy, or free. Free can mean, okay, I spend a little bit of money, but the ROI is much bigger than that, right? Uh, how, can we, how can we focus on the fastest path to getting the prospect, the results that they want, the customer? Um, focusing on things like simple steps, a simple process, like laying that out, making all of that feel as simple as possible. Aim, instead of for example, aiming at like, oh, this is going to make you a million dollars, aim at the achievable results. Aim at, you know, what is the first step that is going to set them on the path towards that million dollars, right? Is it making their first thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars online? Is it uh, getting their first client? Is it whatever it is, right? Um, it's aimed at, it, it's a simple process for achievable results. And remember throughout this, like I'm saying simple over and over and over again, because Simplicity often wins in an offer. If somebody feels like, okay, I have a simple path to achieving the desired outcome, they're going to walk that path. If they feel like the path is too complex, they're much less likely to walk that path because when you make something simple, and like you should build the simplicity into your offer, not just the presentation of the offer, meaning, okay, it should be as easy as possible to follow the directions, not just, um, it should feel easy as they're going through the marketing, but then be complicated when they pass the paywall, right? When you 
create simplicity through your offer. It dramatically increases the believability that they're going to get the outcome that you're promising. And when they believe that they're going to get the outcome that you're promising, they are more likely to buy. So increasing the believability increases sales and you do that through simplicity. Another thing you can do that may on its surface feel like it's uh, the opposite direction from simplicity is you can give your offer thud factor, which I associate that term with Dan Kennedy. Uh, it's it's like having, having the product delivered on the doorstep and it lands with a thud, right? And so that can sometimes feel like simplicity. Sometimes it's not, it, it doesn't feel like simplicity, but the whole point here is just having like an exciting experience of receiving the product. Uh, you see the parallel to this on YouTube, you can find people doing like box openings for all these different products. And Apple was a huge leader in this, like designing packaging that itself was as well designed as the product. And now many other companies have followed because they've recognized how excited people are just to like open up the present, right? Um, and and that's what that's one way that you can make your your offer more appealing. Uh, so you can do things that build on the current offer. You can break it apart. You can change it up. You can take things that are delivered online and you can deliver them offline. You can take things that are delivered offline and you can give early access online. You can use mixed media. So maybe you start as you know just videos, but then there's a transcript and there's a workbook and there's all of that. The one thing that you want to make sure that you do in the context of this, like giving your offer a thud factor, finding different ways to to um, have that initial customer experience be exciting, just like you know somebody would want to put a box opening experience on YouTube, right? The one thing that you need to remember throughout that is don't lose focus on the core benefit. How can you make your uh, how can you make it easier for your prospect? How can you make it feel easier for them? where they're going to have to invest less work, less effort, less energy, less time, less resources to get the result. And so even as you think, how can I make my offer big? Uh, one important factor to remember is that even in making it big, the goal needs to be to help them get to the result as fast and easy as possible. And so, you know, things like a physical quick start guide showing up in addition to online training or something like that could be a very effective way to execute on this. Um, but at the same time, you know, while we're making it feel like less work, how can we also make the, the, the reception of the offer, the product, the service, whatever, feel like a lot, feel exciting in that way? A few other ideas to help make your offer more appealing if you're working with a client like this. Um, one thing is that physical products cons consistently have this higher perceived value that people get excited about receiving things in the mail. Uh, I, I know that I'm getting packages from Amazon later today, and even though it's something small, it's not something that should really be that exciting. It's also exciting because I'm getting something, you know, delivered from Amazon today, right? So any kind of physical products, um, let's see, worksheets, process maps, calendars, like there's, there are 30-day uh, challenges that are, um, that if, if, if you see these 30-day challenges or 28-day challenges, these, these challenges that different marketers are putting out to help someone go through content, not only does that 30-day challenge actually give someone uh, something to grab onto in terms of making 
achieving the result feel simpler, right? Because they just have to follow the daily challenge, right? But you can do something like a calendar of that 30-day challenge so they can check it off, right? As they go, they can say, oh, did that, did that, did that, did that. And it starts to feel like a, a bigger sense of accomplishment as they go through. Um, anything, anything, again, that like gives somebody something to interact with um, in, in direct mail, there's this, uh, they're, they're called um, engagement devices, right? And you like take a sticker from one part of the direct mail and you put it on the order form and that somehow like communicates whatever. If you add that sticker to a direct mail piece, all else being equal, usually the response rate will go up. Um, and, and so any kind of way to get someone engaging with the offer, engaging with the content and presenting that in your marketing, that this is part of the process, right? That will make your offer more appealing. Doing things to make your offer personal or personalized. So, um, the, even just like a welcome video, face-to-face -face welcome video, or if you are able to do any kind of personal introduction or something like that, like Anything that you can do that makes your offer feel more personal or personalized can um, increase the perceived value of that. Delivering some kind of surprise gift is a great way. Um, you know, something that's received afterwards. And um, in on one level, you might think, okay, I'm a copywriter. I'm just trying to increase sales in through the front door. But in a lot of cases, especially if you earn royalties or performance payments, you're only getting paid after the customer sticks, meaning there's no refund. So having some kind of surprise gift added as part of the offer can uh, can make the the customer stickier, right? Uh, the other the other thing that it can do is it can provide you just a nice little line of copy, uh, maybe even on the order form or, or somewhere similar where you say, plus we're gonna give you a free surprise gift worth whatever amount um, when you sign up. You have to sign up in order to uh, discover what this is, right? And having, that's maybe bad copy because it's just spilling out of my mouth right now. But having some kind of surprise gift can be one way that you can increase conversion rates when you say, hey, we're gonna give you a free valuable surprise gift. Doing just anything to kind of go above and beyond so the customer feels like, wow, this is exciting. Like, it feels great being a customer here. That can increase the perceived value of your offer. It can increase your sales and your um, and and your uh, customer stickiness, your, your retention. One other little hack here is that uh, one of the things that I like to do when I'm looking at a new offer is I like to figure out, are people typing search queries into Google around this particular offer, this particular product, and find a way to either make the whole offer or some element of the offer uh, more demand responsive, meaning it is a direct response to what people are typing into Google, because I know some segment of the audience is actually interested in that particular, like the answer to that particular question. If it's if it's like how to do this, right? How to get paid royalties as a copywriter. Well, if I have a how to get paid royalties as a copywriter segment of my offer, I know that the type of person who would type that in to uh, who would type that into Google is going to be interested in that segment of the offer. And so you can create more demand responsive components to your offer. And, and you know, sometimes it is just as simple as positioning. So you take an offer that maybe feels complex, it feels um, a little less directed on getting the result, and you position certain elements of it. So it 
all feels more oriented towards getting that customer that initial result that they want. And a lot of that can be done in positioning. Um, you know, one good example of that that I've used as a story off and on is the, the client that built the backup solar generator inside an EMP resistance, uh, EMP resistant case. And we took this thing that was sold as a backup solar generator with a nice little feature that it was built inside this Faraday cage that, uh, that, protect, that protected the electronic components from an electromagnetic pulse. And instead we repositioned the whole selling message around that being protected from an electromagnetic pulse and all the scenarios in which that might come up and made it. So this was, and it was honestly the first and only at the time, uh, backup power generator built inside an EMP resistant case. And it became the unique selling proposition through, and, and the positioning is what made that offer so compelling. So a lot of things to think about there. The big idea being that top copywriters never consider the offer set in stone. And whenever they're working with a new client, whenever you're working with a new client, you have an opportunity to increase sales, not just by writing better copy, but by focusing on what can we change about the offer in order to make it as appealing as possible before we even write a word of copy. And if you want to go much deeper into that, my irresistible offers training is a smart investment. It is part of the BTMS Insiders training library. So you pay in for the, the monthly membership and you get unlimited streaming access to that and all the other training there. Check the link in the description. I'm Roy Furrow. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. And I'll catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.